It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Friday, October 7th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that has a longer attention span than an amoeba. I don't know how to answer that. I'm just going to let it go. (laughs) Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everyone. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here, as always, with Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. I'm the paramecium of this show. (laughs) Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. You'll keep up to date on all the Flyers news, our episodes. You can also email us at LockdownFlyers at gmail.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, on today's show, we are going to talk about the latest from training camp in terms of cuts, including Cam York. We're going to talk about things Tort says, like his players have the attention span of amoebas. Uh, get into some you know final roster predictions and talk about you know who got a really strong chance at camp, who should be rewarded, who maybe is going to make the roster, who didn't deserve it, all that fun stuff. Locked On Flyers is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening. So subscribe. You'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Plus, we're over on YouTube, so subscribe there as well. Russ, I think, obviously, the biggest news of the week for the Flyers is Cam York getting cut and sent back down to Lehigh Valley. And I think there's kind of a lot of stuff going on here in terms of the why and you know, what happened here. And so some people have sort of landed on the, it was the right thing to do. And some people have landed on, doesn't matter if he didn't have a great camp. He's one of the kids that has to be up here on this main roster. If you say you're going to play the kids, you should play the kids. So, yeah, it's, it's never as simple as he should just deserve the roster spot or, Hey, he's not ready. It's more than that. So I'll do my best to break down what I think happened, but I did notice even, you know, this year early that, hey, while he had worked out and gotten stronger, like last year, he's losing some puck battles. Okay. But now we're talking about where should he be in the lineup? Well, he should be a third pairing defenseman to start anyhow. So for the 10, 11, 12 minutes, how many puck battles is he really going to have to worry about or how much physicality? is he really going to have to worry about? You know, the top four is going to really sort of carry the mail on that, especially someone like Risto and maybe a little with Provorov. So there's that. Um, He clearly wasn't going to get any power play time. I get that. But I told you, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure there's a ton of that in his future. There might be second power play. Not sure there's first. We'll see how that progresses. The the fact that, you know, according to Torts, not playing with systems – I don't think helps a young player, especially a defenseman who's, you know, coming from the NTDP, which is totally structured. Now you're asking right. asking him to play unstructured hockey. Um, and then there's the, the last complicating factor is, OK, so most times, you know, we would say, hey, it's, it's probably better for him to go to the AHL 
And that would be true if they match systems. But Torts has already said, well, we're not exactly going to match systems. You do what you want, Ian, and just make sure certain things line up. But otherwise, go at, go at it. And, you know, my feeling is, well, how is he supposed to, you know, reconcile that if he gets called back up? It's like now there's another learning curve just when he gets back up for what he's doing down there. Like, uh, that doesn't match up. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I'm I'm just wondering that if there's a way to have a happy medium here where he does go down to Lehigh Valley and he can work on the puck battles and run up a, a top power play unit and improve on those specific things, right? Within a different system, earn the call up. And I think based on camp, he should know at least enough to be a third pairing d- defenseman at the NHL level. Plus he would in theory have a Justin Braun with him as support. So it, it could work. I'm not saying there aren't the exact problems you mentioned there, but I think it could work. And I think that I do lean to the side of it's better for him to get the minutes than to not get the minutes. Right yeah, now. I mean, ultimately, I, I lean on that side, too. Um, but the thing is, Torts is kind of using the excuse of, well, there's fluidity. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, that's great. Um, but what does that mean? How often are you going to use it? Are you Do you have a rotating system where, you know, when this the next best guy is doing really well, he's going to get rewarded? Like they have, you know, Le Perrier has an idea just to call you on the phone and say, hey, uh, this I think this guy's ready and you're going to use him. Is it going to be that easy? No. And so I think. Right. And the fact that he has already said he's not thrilled with this with this roster like he's not. And that's a shot at Chuck. And so these next six days, whether they're going over these systems now or not, that's fine. Um, there's still some young guys on the roster. The You know, there's no chance of really young slick rookies making this team and we we kind of knew that even though yeah. he talked about playing youngsters there was going to be a dividing line and the dividing line clearly is youngsters had that have some nhl ability or previous experience that he thinks has played well and plays well in his system that's really the sort of the dividing line now and because like as an example i thought ollie Lixell got screwed he he was good in in preseason he did nothing wrong He's better than Max Willman. There's definitely a spot for him if they wanted there to, to be one for him. Yeah, so Ali Lixel and Tyson Forster were the forwards that got sent down um, along with defenseman uh, Adam Ginning and Adam uh, Karashek, um, who were going to get sent down. Like, there wasn't yeah. really a question there. It was just York among the defensemen and um brooks and belpedio and max wellman all cleared waivers so they're down there as well again none of those three i think brooks was the only one we had talked about is might stick around had a minute chance yeah yeah just because of the center depth needs but uh, i think that all of that sort of made sense uh jr avon is healthy and he got sent to peterborough again that makes sense as well i think you know for him to play in the ohl is probably the right move for him but i do think that with the whole systems thing there that that we were talking about um 
I think that John Tortorella does not like to be told what to do. And so mm -hmm. he kind of wanted to feel, have Ian LaPerriere have the same experience of not being told what to do, uh, which, you know, is, I think, good in some respects, but has some of the problems that we've talked about, right? Where, mm -hmm. you know, you need the seamless integration. So hopefully there's enough communication that there's an understanding and that, um, you know, Lappy can speak to how he thinks whatever uh, a player who they're considering bringing up will do in towards the system, that it's an open line of communication and not just a, I'm going to leave you alone and never talk to you. Thing. Right. But here's the other problem. My concern for this team for this year is, yes, Torts will get his system integrated. Yes, he will create a culture. But this still could be a lost year for development for a lot of players, way more than we'd want it to be. And the reason it could be a lost year of development for a lot of the players is simply because, as an example, third pair pairing starting the year is Nick Sealer, Justin Braun. Like, no, no offense to those guys, but that doesn't advance the ball for the Flyers in the future. It doesn't help anybody. Um, Carter Hart's pretty much developed, so maybe it helps him minutely. But again, what does that help in two years? It doesn't help anything. You're trying to get these guys, some of these guys, to really develop. And like that, that's an example where there's going to be no development for a while until somebody gets called up. Yeah, it's going to be really hard to tell with with some of these players who's ready and who's not, depending on their usage at the AHL level. And I think that some of them could stagnate because they've maybe plateaued at that right. level as well. And, and I think Zamula could play third pairing as an example right now. I think he looks ready mm -hmm. to play third pairing right now. I would rather see him than one of the other two guys I mentioned simply because you're trying to advance the ball here. You're trying to get things moving forward. You don't want this to be a five-year rebuild, but it could easily turn into that. We've seen what happens with teams. It almost, you know, the coach is fine, but even some of the best coaches, it's it becomes a, a, a tall, you know, order after a while. It does. All right, we are going to get into more of the, you know, where people are going to fall on the line between NHL and AHL and all of that, including the Chuck Fletcher Memorial uh, Injury Report <laughs> as we continue <laughs> coming up next. But first, we're going to hear about our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs this season find all the latest player developments team matchups news and podcasts and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you could find as always bet online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information including live betting esports and up to the minute scores for every sport out there it's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events including mlb mma boxing and golf Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right. So I think the biggest thing in Flyers injury land that we need to talk about is the goaltending situation mm -hmm. because Carter Hart is supposedly getting better every day and we have six days left and, you know, they're talking at least as of us recording this episode as though he's going to be good to go to start uh next thursday against okay. the devils 
We don't have Felix Sandstrom at main practice as of yet. So that's a question mark. And we still don't really have a firm update on what's going on with him. Uh, Sam Erson and Troy Grasnick are still up with the Flyers for now. They only sent Pat Nagel down to the Phantoms, which he was, again, he was anyway. So that's mm-hmm. not a surprise. But so we're still in this four goaltender, no answer <laughs> situation here. Okay, so like you just have to sort of play devil's advocate. So let's say Carter Hart starts fine, whatever. You know, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if he'll have to get pulled in that game. We don't know anything. So then you look to the backup. And now you've now talked about what's sort of like an untenable backup situation because like the media was almost saying the other night in the locker room, like, hey, Sam Urson, you haven't gave up a, given up a goal. Do you think you're the guy? And he's like, I don't know. It's up to them. But the idea is, he doesn't have any NHL experience. You know, Sandstrom has a little, mm-hmm. Grosnick has a little more, but none of them have a lot. Right. So, so it's kind of like, we don't even know what's going to happen here. Like I, it's, it's all guesswork. It really is. And, you know, if we had more information, I might feel more confident, but, uh, if Sam Erson takes the net for opening night, I would not be surprised given everything. It wouldn't shock me. And I don't know. Is that a good thing? Could be, honestly. <laughs> Again, it's 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 a 50-50 thing. And when you're talking about now potentially using a player that has never had an NHL start in your opening night, yeah, I guess it could help development, but it's not ideal. We know that. Yeah. Yeah. And we like Sam Mercer. We don't want to say that we don't think he's good. It's just that's a really big thing if that happens. Right. It's something you want to ease him into and not yeah. just kind of throw him to the wolves right away or to the devils, I guess. But, right. you know, I think that I would prefer him to be more of in a backup role if he's the guy that has to do it and just sit on the bench for a couple of games yeah. before before starting but yeah it's it's a giant question mark hopefully we'll have some more answers by next week so we'll hear from kim dillabaugh would be nice if we could yeah yeah uh as far as skaters go joel faraby is being evaluated again to see if they can remove the no contact thing uh so he it seems like he's close but we still don't know if he's there yet um and obviously we know he's been skating in practice this whole time um he did mention that he he did talk to jack eichel about the surgery and the rehab on it so that was kind of good to hear in terms of communicating on how to approach rehab and what worked for him so uh, i think that was really good to hear that at least the players are talking to each other who were dealing with similar things yeah, and, and we know, like, there's never going to be a conditioning stint. We know that. But me, I feel like I need to say, do not start him on opening night. There is no reason for him to be back opening night. Again, the Devils are going to be really primed to kind of get their season going in a big way. I just don't like the idea of throwing him in there. Even if he gets contact for the next four days, I do not want to use him opening night. I think it's it's not worth the risk right no. now, but we'll see how that plays out because you never know with this team. Uh, I think, you know, we still also have questions uh, about Travis Konechny and Rasmus Ristolainen who got banged up. and Cam Atkinson. Sk- 
Cam Atkinson. Well, Cam Atkinson, I think, is still out, out. But Risto and TK at least skated with the main group okay. uh, in practice yesterday. Is Cam Atkinson so. going to now miss opening night? Like, we don't Could really be. have a feel. I know. We don't know. We don't know. So it's like looking at what the final roster will be versus what the lineup will be versus the Devils are two completely different questions. Also, it remains to be seen if, you know, Sean Couturier is going to get LTIR'd um, in order to save that cap space. Um, but it seems like Joel Farabee wouldn't. So we would need to account for his salary yep. Yep. in the, in the cap. So, you know, I think if it's just Farabee on the cap, we should be fine. It's mm-hmm. just if it if Couturier is added in, that's the problem because there's then not enough space, and then they'll have to do the same thing with only having you know twenty two uh, players instead 22 of twenty three, yeah, instead of twenty three or even twenty one, uh, if necessary, and doing that whole up and down thing to save money on a daily basis, like we we've done in the past few years but like the first yeah, year do, of the hex dollar and it was painful it was super painful but so i want to get into this like you mentioned ollie lixel of guys that didn't get a fair yeah. shot i i agree with you a hundred percent on that i just feel like he was so steady and really yeah. made an impact and to have him not be under consideration at this point when you have ronnie adderd who I love Ronnie Adder. Don't get me, me wrong. I, I think that he has real, real potential here, but it seems obvious that he's getting this extra chance. And even though they've said he's going to get sent down, don't worry about it. But because he got into a fight, he gets to stay an extra day. And like, what kind of message does that send versus the Cam York situation? Well, all right. So they framed it as he's sticking up for his teammate, which is fine. Yeah. But. A few of us in the press box were not sure he really wanted to actually go through with that fight with Ross Johnston. It seemed like he wanted to just kind of push Ross Johnston a little bit, whatever, but necess- not necessarily fight. And Ross Johnston tuned him up, which you, was, you would expect because Adder's not a fighter. So it's kind of like I have a mixed reaction based on that. I'm not sure he was 100% into that fight. I mean, I didn't see that game. Yeah. So because I was out for the holiday, but uh, I did hear about it and he just doesn't seem like that guy you know he just wants to do his thing and like he'll stick up for teammates like ross johnston was happy that the fight was happening but he almost forced the fight on him that was the feeling Mm -hmm. we had a couple of us in the press box interesting yeah i just feel like this borderline here is so confusing because the reasoning for who's gonna stay and who's gonna get set down doesn't fit logically right right like it almost makes you wonder like should ollie lixel have stuck up for somebody and then he'd be still he'd still be there like does he think that i don't know he might Mm -hmm. and i think he sticks up for his teammates in a different way by dishing them the puck and having heads up play so i don't know (laughs) what the difference is there uh i think it's almost like this is a class right yeah so first part of you know 25 percent of their grade is sticking up for your teammates, physicality, and being in condition. And I think if you check off all those things, then you're still in camp. And if you didn't, then you're not. I just feel like it's sort of like that. I do interestingly feel like there's almost nobody who 
who didn't get a fair shot. It feels like everybody got their shot and either they stepped up or they didn't. And, and I think that you could maybe argue that Tanner Lazinski didn't get a fair shot in terms of situational play that he was put into in games, but he's still up. So yeah, he scored a know, hell of a goal, which helped. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think he's that's doing fair. what he has to do, but until like maybe that last preseason game, it felt like he wasn't in the right situations. When they no, I off. agree. I mean, that, that game really mattered for him. Uh, and I kind of knew it when, before the game started like you did, uh, but again, I still feel like Zamula is on the edge of getting screwed here. Mm-hmm. Because again, like how much better is Nick Sealer than him? Nick Sealer had like at least one or two penalties in that last preseason game. Like it's like he's getting penalties all the time. These are not good penalties, by the way. It's not like these are like, okay, look, he's, you know, you could live with that penalty because it was going to be a goal anyhow. No, these are penalties that are helping the other team um, get a foothold in a game. And so that's where I feel like the next step is going to be. And, you know, there's not much you could do about it. I mean, all we could do is report on it. And I, I the players definitely can't do anything about it. And it's just, I don't know. I, will, I just feel like I don't think they're going to field their most talented team. I think I feel pretty strong about that. It may be the best team that Torts likes, but I don't think it's the most talented team they could have. All right. Well, we're going to talk more about this, including guys maybe like Nick Sealer, like you were just talking about, who's going to get a roster spot, who maybe didn't deserve it, and then figure out where those differences are between the best team possible and a torts team that will work best coming up next. All right. So you mentioned Nick Sealer, like I said, and, you know, I think that McEwen is the other guy on my list Mm -hmm. that seems like he's going to make this roster because he has done absolutely nothing to deserve this spot. Like I, I just, I have not seen anything from him that was even as close to how he was playing last season, to be honest. Yeah. I saw him get a shot on goal or two. It wasn't anything I felt like could go in. There wasn't any major hits from him. Maybe one, um, that's why I feel the same way. Like, I feel like he is just getting that spot because of what he will do in games that the coach likes. And right. we already talked about, they have multiple players that could do that. Yeah. I mean, I get it to a certain degree. If the flyers can scrounge up the cap space to have, you know, a 23 man roster, I would have Zach McEwen sit in the press box all day long. Right. Right. Like that is okay with me if he's going to sit in the press box, but if he's going to play at the expense of even like a Jackson Cates, Mm -hmm. which, you know, who I think would much be much better suited and deserve the ice time. Now I know there's positional differences there, but I think that's just an example of that. And I think I would almost have, a, a Max Willman or a Hayden Hodgson actually maybe would be the better option to actually get that ice time over Zach McEwen. Yeah, I think Hodgson is a good example because um, he could be a last minute cut. Although, you know, Lixel is a right wing too, right? Mm-hmm. I would much rather have him in there. I felt like he was effective. So, but again, it doesn't look like it's going to go that way. So I move on. 
Yeah, I just, I feel like there isn't enough balance here between some of the younger guys and, and the vets in terms of creating a cohesive team that's geared toward building toward the future. And it, it's building toward something that Torts feels like he can mold, which is fine. But also with some of the vets, you have guys who maybe are stuck in their ways and won't be molded. So like, how does that fit into it? Yeah, it's like if everything were based on merit, has JVR done much? Nope. He but he's a vet and he makes not. a lot of money and they're not sending him down. Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm worried because of some of these injuries to start the season. Even if they're just, you know, small injuries and guys mm -hmm. are coming back, there's more likely a scenario where some of them could go down again, right? We just have no evidence yet with this new trainer system and and whatnot to know whether this will be the case or not and i just hope that they go in the right direction in terms of guys that they bring up and who's kind of next in the in the pecking order and that if somebody like didn't really get a fair shot and then gets kind of thrown thrown in like how how does that work right yeah i mean it's all experimental right now and my whole thing with this team is since there are no more games, the fact that there's this much wondering, I don't feel good about it. No, it's like a whole week in between the last preseason and an opening night doesn't help either. I just think that there are so many questions, which obviously we're going to get some of those answers on Monday when final rosters are due. We're going to figure out about the cap situation and who's going on LTIR and, and all of that to put the puzzle pieces together. But I just hope that there is some piece of this puzzle, at least that gives some younger guys an opportunity uh, beyond Noah Cates, who clearly is going to get that opportunity. Yeah, but he's going to get of... it. I, I can't even give you guaranteed lines. I could give you some pairings, mm -hmm. but I can't give yep. you lines. I have no idea. I, I have no clue either. And I think that's going to be part of the adventure of this season, <laughs> to be honest. And I think that could be a good thing that there's no assumptions like in the past where we had that blank Jeru Voracek line. Yeah. Right. There is none of that anymore. Like everything True. can be thrown to the wind. And and my hope is that they'll find some gems out of it. Yeah. I mean, and Cates has done everything we wanted. Noah has. So don't need to discuss him. Another guy, though, who could be on the fence. I don't think he should be is Morgan Frost. I think I mean, aside from scoring a lot, which nobody did. I think he really looked good. Um, he talked about playing on the PK the other night in the locker room. I talked to him about playing against a really physical team like the Islanders, and he's like, yeah, you know, they do have a little more than most. And he did really well. He's good away from the puck. He's good on faceoffs, although I don't know if he's actually going to get to play center, which is a whole other conversation. But yeah, in the end, I believe he's done enough to make this team, and I will be shocked if he doesn't make it. Me too. Uh, we will be on pins and needles until Monday's list comes out. We'll talk about it then. But to wrap up today's show, just a quick note on Gritty, and this is mostly for my own personal edification, that Gritty went to a musical, which was pretty exciting because that combines my two yep. top favorite interests and went to go see 
the touring production of Rocky the Musical, which is actually pretty good. And uh, one of my favorite Broadway actors, Andy Carl, originated the role on Broadway. And I've heard that the tour is excellent as well. It's, it doesn't sound like it would make a good musical, but it actually does. So, um, so I, I highly recommend going to see it. And Gritty went as well. So my, my question is, like, when Rocky's asking Mick to cut him, are they singing that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I have to laugh. I'm sorry. I, I'm telling you it works. I'm okay. just telling you it works. All right. It's, it uh, might. I just think yeah. it's funny. In my head, I can't picture it. So I may have to go see it or at least look for a video of it because I'm curious now. Yeah, you should. You should. It's it's a real solid show. Okay. It be like it's the best show of all time. It's just a real it's solid It's not going to be Spider-Man either, though, right? I mean. No, no. <laughs> all right. That'll do it for today's show. We'll be back on Monday with the latest in Flyers news. We'll have our nemesis of the week. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. Send us your questions via Twitter at Lockdown Flyers, or you can email us at lockdownflyers at gmail.com. Plus, you can comment over on YouTube. We'll definitely have a mailbag next week, so get those questions in. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. You made us your first listen today. Now make your second listen Locked on NHL. Locked on experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world with Locked on NHL, your daily NHL podcast. Have a great weekend, everyone.